What is up, DGAFers? All right, we are talking all about anxiety. anxiety. <laughs> and, oh, I feel like this is going to be a heated episode. Yeah, it's good. I think we get really deep. Um, just really talk about our personal anxieties, but also give you as many tips as we can to help you through them. And I think the one tip that some of you are going to be like, well, duh, but it's just something that is you just have to, You just have to do it. <laughs> yeah. So if you are struggling with anxiety or if someone that you know is struggling with anxiety, you need to listen to this episode. Yeah, for so, sure. And we talk about how, you know, you can have positive anxiety mm-hmm. and negative anxiety. Yeah, just meaning like, you know, we talk about, you know, when you're really excited for something to happen, you want something to happen so bad type of anxiety. And then the I'm miserable, I hate life, I'm crying, I'm eating, I'm drinking, that kind of anxiety. Yes. So <laughs> tips to manage all of the All above. of the above. So don't forget when you listen, tag us in your stories on yeah. social media or in your posts. We want to know that you're listening. I am at fitwith underscore Jenna Lock. And I am at Lauren Mayer underscore fitness. And obviously we'd love for you to rate and review us. Um, it is literally like our tip jar when you rate and review us, uh, cause we obviously do not get paid at all to do this podcast. It's totally free. We just want to provide you with as much value as we possibly can. Um, so reviewing us is like giving us a little tip and plus we'll read it and, and show you some love and be and grateful as can be that you, you did that for us. Yep. So we have a new reviewer today and it's, I love this one. It's Cleveland girls are awesome. Love it. It says, I found this podcast through their guest, Karen Bush, liking what I'm hearing from these ladies and love even more. They're local to Cleveland with a heart. And that's so true. So I love the fact that you're listening to our podcast and other podcasts as well. And maybe that's something, Lauren, in the future we can keep shouting out other podcasts too. We can even do like our top podcast like shows that we love. That's a great idea. Maybe we'll do that next. Maybe we will. So if you have any other ideas of topics you would like us to cover, message us on Instagram too. Let us know. We'd love to to hear. Because, you know, obviously we're doing this for you. Yeah. So we want to know what you want to hear. And if you're not telling us, even in your review, write us a review and be like, can you talk about blah, blah, blah in your episode? And that would really help us make sure we're delivering content that you want to hear. Absolutely. And we promise we're always going to keep it real. Always. No edits over here. And you'll know. No edits. You'll know why. You'll know what we mean if you listen to the end. (laughs) (laughs) All All right. right. Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realize that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGAFer, like don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGAFer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGAFer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. Something that you and I 
have in common that I don't think we really realized at first was that we both really struggled with anxiety. Yeah. Hardcore. Struggled with it for a really long time. Yeah. And I know you've talked a little bit about postpartum depression and anxiety with all of that. So we can go into that a little bit if you want to. But I, for a really long time, never struggled with anxiety until my last couple of years of teaching. And then it hit hard. Yeah. I think I've struggled my hardest hit, which I kind of talked about in one of our episodes. I can't remember which one it was, but was when I played college softball. That's when my anxiety got literally out of control, like to where I couldn't physically fit food into my mouth. Like I couldn't swallow anything. I think, we talked, was so bad. I think we talked about that in the 80-20 rule. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think led to that anxiety? Oh, it was just the, I, I, I didn't enjoy my experience. Um, as a softball player, um, I'll just be open and honest. It was, I loved my teammates, which I've said before, and I had a blast with them and my memories with them was amazing, but it wasn't them. It was just the stress of, you know, practicing three to four hours every single day, having curfew. Like I was a college student, like I needed to live. And I felt like I was in prison and just the workouts were so intense and, and the cussing at you and the the coach was just awful. It was just not a good environment. Um, and it totally stemmed from just like fear of just mm-hmm. going. It was terrifying because I didn't know what to expect. Like the torture was bad. Wow. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize what, and I know this is not what our topic's about, but they don't realize what college division one sports are like. Mm-hmm. Not trying to steer anyone away from that, but like I had no idea what it's was, intense. I had no idea what was coming my way. Well, and I always think, you know, cause I, I did not play sports in college. I was a first singles tennis player in high school. And then I picked a college that didn't have a tennis team. So, <laughs> there you go. so that was smart. Um, but I always looked at, at college athletes, like you have it all together. You guys are, no. you know, you're awesome. You're still, it's such a great experience. And it wasn't not for me. It wasn't. And I know that the other girls, even on my team had a totally different experience Mm -hmm. than I did, but, and, and, you know, different schools and things like that. But man, it was, it was awful. And I remember telling my dad, like, you know, it was two weeks before my second year was about to be over. We were about to go to the Mac tournament. And that's like at the end of our, our uh, season. And I told him I can't even go, like, I can't even finish this out. And I'm not a quitter. Like I don't, like no. my parents have never let me quit a sport. I've never, I've had to finish it out. And I literally told my dad, like, I can't eat. I can't sleep. I can't. I was like, it's really affecting me. Like physically it's affecting me. Well, anxiety does. Yeah. It affects you mentally. It affects you physically. It affects you in so many ways. So I got rid of it. Yeah. That was the only thing that was going to cure my anxiety was bye. I have to go. I have to get rid of something. And I think a lot of the times, you know, we have really severe anxiety, but, and we want to find these methods to kind of get over it. And sometimes you just have to let that thing go mm-hmm. as hard as it might be. And that was a very hard decision for me. Um, because, you know, I've dedicated my whole life since I was eight years old to softball and I pushed so hard to, to play softball in college. And I finally was there and it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And it was very, very hard for me to like come to grips with quitting because I felt like such a loser. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to, like yeah. I had to let it go. Had to let it go. So how, how was that after you quit? It instantly went away. Wow. I'm not, it, it, I was able to eat. I was like. I actually gained like 20 pounds, mm-hmm. which I, it was, it was crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. So, so for me, I never, I never really had anxiety until my last couple of years of teaching. Like I, 
I had friends in college who really struggled with it. And I think it was one of those things that I just never really understood mm-hmm. because, you know, if you're not in it and you don't experience that, it's hard mm-hmm. to put yourself in that position. And finally, my last year of teaching, it just got to the point and I told my husband, I'm like, I, I can't keep doing all of the things that I'm doing right now. Like something's got to give. Yep. And, you know, at that point I was starting my coaching business. I was really running that business and teaching and you know, when I think about myself as a teacher, like I, I don't half-ass anything. So when I say that I'm, I'm a, a fourth and fifth grade teacher, like it wasn't just that I would show up and, and, you know, put on a smile with the kids every day. Like I was for our math, our math class, I was making six different math lesson plans for small groups. I was making five different reading plans for a one hour block because I was meeting with so many different groups. And then, you know, then I taught fifth grade math and I had different groups for them. So I was probably making like close to 15 to 20 lesson plans a day. That sounds insane. And then add in grading, add in, you know, just the relationship piece with the kids and, and with parents, yeah. and like I, you know, cause I wanted to be so good at all of it. Mm-hmm. And then when I got home, I wanted to have an awesome relationship with my husband. And then I wanted to be an awesome coach to all the girls who were in my fitness group. And I think I just got to the point where I was like, I can't, it was too much. I can't do all of this. I cannot be this person that I'm trying to force myself to be. Right. And you weren't, I mean, you weren't really doing anything for you at all. Like you had right. no time for that. No, so I that was, causes a lot of anxiety too. Right. I mean, for me, my workouts are like my one way to relieve anxiety. And it's kind of funny looking back because I, I started my home workout routine just for myself. I never planned to take it any mm-hmm. further or do anything with it. And then it turned into a business. Like yeah. I never, I never planned for that, you know, but but I think that's what saved me in the end of all of this because I got to that point where my husband and I had to sit down and we're like, something's got to give, like mm-hmm. something has to go. And it's crazy to even say it out loud. But for me, it was teaching. Teaching yeah. had to go. Had to go. Because my passion is, I mean, I love the kids. Don't get me wrong, but my passion is with this business. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. I mean, like we said, it's hard to sometimes, I mean, I'm sure you're sitting here listening like, well, I have this severe anxiety about X, Y, and Z, but I can't, I can't let that go. Like that's my job. Like that's what it brings in my income or, you know, whatever it is. Or maybe it's like your spouse. I mean, I'm sorry to say, but you know, I've been in relationships where I had anxiety because, you know, the person wasn't a good fit for me and we just didn't get along. And I, it's, I'm not going to say the person's name, but I had a relationship where, you know, I, I was dating one of my friends who was friends with all of my friends. And so that brought huge anxiety when I knew our relationship was over and it wasn't working. I, I pretty much dated the guy for a year solely because I didn't want to lose my friends. Oh my God. I stayed with him for an extra year, which is terrible. It's so awful to say. And I feel bad that I did that. Um, obviously I eventually had to let it go cause I was just like too, it was too much. Like I knew this wasn't the right thing to do, but, um, yeah, but, I had to stay with them because I didn't have to, but you know what I mean? But you did. And I, I did. And I think looking back on these situations, it's so much easier to talk about when you're not in the middle of all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like if somebody tells you that when you're in the middle of it, it's like, well, you don't understand. Oh my gosh. No, that's funny because <laughs> when I was in the relationship with this this guy, we would all go out as like a big group. Cause like I said, I was friends with all of his friends and he was friends with all my friends. Mm-hmm. Like big, we always went out together, which was fun, obviously. But every time we went out, 
I'd have a little too much to drink and I'd go to the bathroom with my girlfriends and I would cry and I would tell them, I don't know why I'm dating him. I would bawl and like have this whole thing. And the next day my friends would call me and they'd be like, Lauren, are you okay? Like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, I don't even know what I was telling you guys. Like, everything's okay. And they're like, okay. Like, they knew. Right. That it wasn't okay. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think you ended up being kind of stuck in that situation then. Yeah. Oh, I was for a year, mm-hmm. maybe longer that entire year. for maybe longer. Yeah. Wow. So I guess some of the similarities in this would be, you know, we just had to get rid of some things. I know. So did you. It's I like did. I know. To eliminate the anxiety. And it's, it's funny that you say that because the book that I'm reading is um, we shared about this in our last episode, but it's the subtle art of not giving a blank. And with that book, he talks about how people will email him and they will ask his advice and he'll, they'll send him like four pages of an email of like, what should I do in this situation? Like, you know, I'm really, I really hate my job and I really hate this, 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 and this is not going well. And, and I just don't know what to do. Like, how do I quit my job? And he responds back and he was like, you just quit. You do it. You just do it. And same thing. Somebody will email him like a four page email about their, their boyfriend or their husband or their fiance, how it's just not working and they need to get out and they don't know what to do. And he's like, you just get out. Yeah. Like look from the outside looking in, it's a lot easier to say that. Mm -hmm. So I guess if you're in that moment, my best advice would be think about your life five years from now. Mm -hmm. And if nothing changes, how are you going to be in five years? How are you going to feel in five years? And are you going to be okay with that person? Mm-hmm. And for me, I it, it was not, it wasn't a good picture. It wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. And, and we're not saying like, I mean, I'm sure, you know, when I broke up with, you know, that, that guy and, you know, I, I quit softball, like I never experienced anxiety ever again. Like, no, that's not the case. Obviously I've still experienced anxiety with certain things. Cause maybe you want something really bad and you're pushing really hard for something. You kind of get anxious cause you're just like, Oh, I just yeah. want to make sure this happens. And I think that's a different type of anxiety. It's almost like you want something so bad that you're so anxious to get it, but the, it's different than being in a situation where you're like dreading something and you're miserable and it's physically affecting you. It's not like exciting right. anxiety, right. if yeah. that makes sense. Totally. If you yeah. look forward to something and you're excited about like pushing for a huge goal. You and really want it and you're afraid, oh, what if I don't get it? Yeah. You're like pushing really hard. Like that's different. It is different. But you ha- And I guess that is something that, it's important to mention too. Like you need something in your life that you're that passionate about. Yeah. So like if you know you're gonna experience that anxiety, I mean we're human, right? So it's like, what's your anxiety, you know, when you get it? Is it based off of excitement for the next day or whatever you're trying to do? You're just so wanting it so bad, you're so excited, you get so like anxiety from it, or is it like you're in tears. You, you can't eat. It's you, you're, you can't you're, sleep. You're, you're dreading the situation. Yeah. You're drinking alcohol because you're trying to like not think about it. Like, is it that kind of anxiety or is it, I'm just really wanting this bad anxiety. Right. So, and I, I honestly didn't know the difference because for a while, I mean, I, I was pushing, I remember in college, you know, when I was getting working towards my teaching degree, now that I think back, 
um, I had a lot of anxiety, but it was never excitement anxiety. Mm-hmm. It was never like, oh, I can't wait to go to student teaching and get this done and, you know, eventually become a teacher. Now that I'm thinking back, I was like dreading it. But I'm like, this is what I have to do because this is what I went to school for and this is what, you know, seems normal and, you know, people are going to accept me as a school teacher. You know, when people ask me when I go out, like, what Socially, do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. Acceptable. Oh, that's great. Like, and that's why I kept pursuing it because this society, you know, it said that was what I should do. It was normal. And everybody loved when I said I was a math teacher. Like I got praised for that. And I'm just like, why? Right. I wasn't happy. You have to make sure that whatever you're sticking with and fighting for, you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to know. I mean, I was young. Mm-hmm. I was young. I had no idea. Um, you know, I just thought college was the thing that I had to do and I had to pursue, a, you know, a thing that was like what everybody would accept. And I finally got it. And when I got it, I was like, I remember getting, this is so bad. I remember getting hired and, you know, I was excited that I landed the job, obviously. Like, wow, like I, I got the job. Like, this is so right. cool. Um, but as it kind of sunk in, I was a little like my anxiety obviously came in and I'm like, oh shoot, do I really want to do this? Like, I don't know. Like, do I really, (laughs) I don't know. And I didn't know. I haven't experienced it fully, so I don't know. Well, and I remember kind of feeling like that too when I got my first teaching job. Like, can I really do this? Mm -hmm. Like, I went to school for this and it's like, am I going to be good? Is this this the right thing? I mean, you don't know. And And I will be honest, I was so excited about teaching for a really long time. Like it, it was definitely the right move. It taught me so much about myself. Mm -hmm. It taught me about my leadership skills and my leadership abilities. And I think, you know, it just kind of got to the point then when, when I started coaching and started like following my heart in other directions, it was like, I just felt like there was something bigger out there that Mm -hmm. I was meant to do. And so I'm grateful to have done that, but I just feel like it, it had to, Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, you know, all the time, actually, when you are going through these stages of life that bring you not the good anxiety, like the anxiety of like miserableness and hatred and sadness, like that kind of anxiety, those situations that I feel really are preparing you for the fun, exciting, you know, pushing something that you're really pumped about. Um, situations because I mean, same for me. Like if I would never have went through my college softball days, like that stuff really got me disciplined, right? Like hardcore, right? Uh, so I would have never been as disciplined as I am now. I think it's amazing though that you are so into exercise and working out because I feel like it that could have totally broken you. Well, it did. Uh, it did. Um, it's funny because when I went for my college, uh, like I was in high school and, you know, you go and do your visit or whatever and they were like talking about workouts and stuff like that. And the one girl was like, Oh, tag is the one girl that was her mm-hmm. name. We called her tag. Um, and she's super into fitness. Like, you know, she's telling me all about it. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I was into fitness too. I'm like, Oh, I can't wait. You know, I didn't really know what I was about to get myself into at all. I had no idea. Right. Um, and so I was super pumped about it. Well, actually the workouts were freaking nuts. Let me just tell you, like, if you have, if any of you are listening who's been a college athlete, especially Division One, like, you know what I'm talking about. But if you have not ever been in that situation, I can tell you right now, whatever fitness you have done does not compare. Like, it is 
torture. <laughs> like you want to tell, oh, I can't even like crying. I would literally just be bawling. I, I almost, one time I almost fake passed out because I just wanted to act like I was dying so that I wouldn't have to keep doing it. I was like, oh, if I pass out in these leaves and break my leg, I won't have to do this for another like couple months. So this is great. And, and that, okay. The yeah. fact that you just brought that up, <laughs> yeah. if you ever get to the point with your anxiety where hurting yourself yeah, oh, yeah. seems like a better outcome than actually going through with what you're supposed to do. Um, this red flag. Red flag. Oh, red flag. flag. Some of our, some of the <laughs> girls, we, we have both been in that position. So some of the girls on my team, I remember one time we were just done. We're like, dude, we're so tired. We're like dying. There was this ditch. We're like, let's try to jump over and break our legs. <laughs> Isn't that I'm not kidding. Yeah, it's we're like, all right, all right, let's do, let's do it. I'm like, yeah. you guys ready? Like, we're ready. Obviously, none of us broke no, legs. Yeah, no idea. But, like, thank God. And we got to that point. Yeah. And even, like, like you know, if it's if it ever seems like a, a better plan to, like, get in a fender bender on your way to work in the morning so that you don't have to actually show up for your work day. Like, things that's, like that. Yeah, that's not good. That's, that's not good. That is a red flag that you need change. You need to quit what you're doing. You I'm sorry. I, it's no job, no sport, no nothing is worth your freaking safety. No. At all. No. And it's bizarre for me when to you get in that, even think that. I know. And when you're in the situation, though, it seems normal. Yeah. It seems normal. It did. Oh, we thought it was funny. Yeah. I'm like, what if we would have actually snapped our legs in half? Right. Like, would we have been happy about that? Like, what? But you would have because you could have avoided softball. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Yeah. So, so bad. But I think it's actually really, really scary how many people I have talked to who are working on their mental game, working through anxiety, and they're not necessarily on anxiety medication or talking to a therapist or anything like that. But it's just like, because, you know, our first step is we try to manage things on our own. Mm -hmm. That's what we do as humans. Like, yeah, we don't need help. We got this. But it's okay to ask for help. And we talk about that in a mm -hmm. lot of our episodes. Mm -hmm. But... I talk to a lot of people because, you know, they come to us for yeah, help with, right. with all of that before therapists and medication, all that kind of stuff. But like a lot of people have told me they've gotten to that point where they just want to wreck their car so that they can take a couple weeks off work and mm -hmm. not have to go and then things will be better. But like, I think the point, the, the part that you're missing there is that you're going to have to go back to that job. It's not yeah. going to be better. Yeah. It's not going to be better in two weeks. It's not going to be better in a week. Unless you do some things to change it. And we just triggered Alexa. And I no, my husband. No idea how. My husband is dry. Like, this is perfect. This is hysterical. My what is happening right now? No, my husband has his Bluetooth hooked to Alexa. And he's leaving. Or no, it's, it's hooked to the boat. I am so confused right now. Oh, my gosh. That's a little... We were trying to be stealth mode, have him sneak out over here. I'm sure you've heard him. He's, like, taking yeah. his coat. He's shutting she's the door. To, no, she's talking. He's trying to get ice cubes. We're like, no. You we're can't. Like, you have to go. Can't get ice cubes <laughs> right now. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Our little back to the point. And honestly, I, I mean... Hey, we're the oh. type of podcast where, you know, there's certain podcasters out there, which are great, but they, like, edit all their stuff and make it prim, proper, perfect, and Jenna nice. and I vowed, literally, yeah. to say, whatever happens during the podcast episode, we're not deleting it. We no. are just letting people know, like, how it actually is, and yeah. so when you're listening to our episodes, 
We have not edited a slice of this. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes if you get real lucky, you'll catch us live on Instagram and we'll do our podcast live. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you get what you yeah, get. Yeah, you get what you get. And you don't throw a fit. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, oh. so back to anxiety. That, like, totally threw me off. Me too. Um, I mean, I, moral of the story, Yeah. you need to quit whatever's giving you anxiety. You do. As hard as it might seem, you, you, you've got to, or if you can't like quit cold Turkey, like, I mean, I'll be honest, like there's, there's something in my life right now that is giving me severe anxiety and just financially and, you know, being smart, like I can't do it tomorrow, you know, but I can very, very soon. And I've made, you know, I've spoken to my husband about it and like, we've really been in communication about it. We're, we're planning for it and we're making it happen. So I guess what Jen and I are saying is like, yeah, if you know, if your job or whatever is really bothering you and giving you severe anxiety, like maybe you can't quit tomorrow. Just like, um, I'm out two weeks notice. Yeah. I'm going to go balls to the wall. Like you might not be able to do that, but you need to be planning for like, okay, how can I make this happen? All right, what do I need to do? Do I need to get another job? Do I need to do this? For the time being, yeah, life's probably going to be a little harder for a short period of time, but eventually it'll be over and it will be glorious. Yep. It will be glorious. Yep. And and another tip, which you're probably not going to want to hear if you're stuck right now, if you're feeling stuck, is you got to work out and you got to get your nutrition in line. Huge. That's going to help you. Like if you can't like cold turkey quit what you're doing, you have fitness, to work on you. Fitness and nutrition mm-hmm. are going to severely help you with your anxiety. Like right now, I still have Sunday anxiety, like almost crippling sometimes. But my workouts every morning bring me bliss mm-hmm. to my day. I know for sure that in my morning routine, I will feel joy. I will feel happy. I will not feel a, a little, even a tiny bit of anxiety. Every morning, I do not feel any anxiety at all because I've got my routine, my health and my fitness and my, my nutrition's in, you know, yeah. in check. Yeah, so you've so. got to take care of you. And before we end this episode, I just want to mention, um, I watched the movie we're not going to get too far into this, but I watched the movie A Star is Born. Oh, my God. It literally was hysterically <laughs> yeah, speaking crying. Speaking of anxiety, Lauren was a hot mess during that movie. Snot, rockets, Snot. crying. Couldn't yeah. even get through it. Anyway, anyway, we're not going to give away the ending. But because I watched that movie last weekend, I developed an obsession. It's a healthy one um, with Lady Gaga. <laughs> and <laughs> It's a healthy obsession. But I, was, I came across one of her videos, and she is a huge mental health advocate. Mm-hmm. She talks a ton about mental health and anxiety and all of this. So if you're interested, you can go um, kind of follow her. But she has a video out where she talked about anxiety and how she started saying no to any opportunity that she wasn't excited about. And that was how she manages her anxiety. And it was like, she's like, you know, I don't like being used to make other people money. Yeah. She's like, and I don't care if it's, if it's not something that's for me that I want to do, that's going to help me, then I'm not doing it. Right. So she would turn down like campaigns and, and huge, huge money making things. She would just say, no, I don't want to do it. No. And she would say no. And people would try to talk her into it. And she's like, nope. So I think being really true to who you are too is really important. And knowing so, those triggers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. For so. sure. Lots of good tips. And so let us know, um, reach out on social media. If, if you're struggling with something, 
And we're always here to kind of talk through things with you. I mean, we're not healthcare professionals in any way, shape, or form, but, but, <laughs> right, we, but right. we do care about you. And, and we understand. We do and understand. We do totally understand. Um, and also, don't forget to write us a review. If you go to um, iTunes or if you're on your iPhone and you click on the podcast app and you click on our episodes or our show, you can scroll down and there is a place for you to write us a review. Um, and there's like five stars, give us however many stars you want, but then you can also type as a review and we actually read one every single week. So we can definitely read yours. Yeah. So, all right. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Till next time.